You're listening to a Sunday service podcast from First Universalist Church of Minneapolis. We're a faith community committed to racial justice, a place where we practice a deep and authentic welcome, where we listen deeply to where love is calling us next, and a place where with humility, courage, and compassion, we act for justice in the world. To learn more, please visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org. Good morning. Good morning. The hymn is 126, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. I invite you to sing with me and rise as you will. Let us make a voice and a joyful noise. Away we go. Come thou fount of every blessing, tune our hearts to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing, call for songs of loudest praise. While the hope of life's perfection fills our hearts with joy and love, Good morning again. Oh, it's, it's, it's all right for it to get warmer and richer and greater and more beautiful every time we say it. Good morning. Good yes, good morning. I am glad to see you. I hope the feeling is mutual. Welcome to First Universalist Church. I'm Glenn Thomas Rideout, Director of Worship, 
Arts Ministries, and I'm joined, uh, I'm joined by Reverend Arif and Reverend Ashley and Ada and uh, Carol and Franco and every usher and every greeter and everybody who made coffee and everybody who cleaned the place and everybody who brought the flowers and, 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 and who else? Tech, yes, tech folks, Jen and John, who else? Child care, fantastic. Every teacher, yes, keep going. Yes, parents, yes, exactly. Yes, more, there are more. What's that? Overnight volunteers, oh my goodness. Yes, 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 fantastic. Yes, there's a South African proverb that says it takes a whole village to raise our children. And there's a South African proverb that says, um, I am me because of you, and you are you because of we. And so we practice putting this into motion. We believe that love and justice makes a difference in the world, and the more love and justice we practice right here, right now, the better the world stands to get, and the better we stand to get for the world, amen? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm coming in hot. I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to need you to go with me. Amen? Amen? Fantastic. Yes. Now, because, uh, because we have met to join for this special time in community means that we continue the story of our congregation that goes on and on and on through generations. If this is your first time joining that story, we have uh, something called a place to start. It used to be called First Step. Do you remember that? Yes, no, maybe so? Yes, no, maybe so? Yes, excellent, excellent. Uh, a place to start is gonna happen right through uh, these, these doors here, and if you are new to us, um, uh, there'll be uh, someone from our congregation who is willing to answer your questions, to engage you in conversation as you uh, consider if this is a place where you'd like to put down roots, spiritual roots, while you're here. It makes a difference to us that you have come whether you have visited or whether you have returned. Each of you makes a difference. Each of you makes a difference, and you can hear it in our song. You can hear it because I can sing as loud as I want to, but it's nothing like when you and me get together and try to sing, and that's nothing like when we all get together and try to sing. And friends, someone needs to sing in this room today, and someone needs to be sung to, amen? So let us do the work of taking care of one another by bringing our whole bodies, our whole minds to this present moment. We can do that using a tradition. We gather our bodies, we tell our bodies that we're going to engage, we're going to show up, we're going to be more present in the room, and we'll get ready to be more present in the room by taking three breaths together. Okay, so I invite you, find a way to remind yourself that you have brought a body into the room. Yes, 
and that you want to treat it kindly for the next hour or so. And breathe with me on your own time, but together, three intentional breaths. whether you've gathered your body into this sanctuary or you keep a sanctuary in your home and join us from online, no matter where you are from, or if you're joining us from next Wednesday, looking at this online, it is good to be together. This is how the work of love gets stronger. This is how the work of justice gets better, and our world benefits from every time we do it. Amen. Ada will lead us in lighting the chalice this morning. I'm going to start this flame here. And you, grab, you go ahead and grab that one. Mm-hmm. And while Ada lights the flame of our chalice, I invite you to say the words we use to bind ourselves in union. Love is the spirit of this church, and service is its law. This is our great covenant, to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in love, and to help one another. Thank you. Good morning. Oh, you're awake now. Awesome. My name is Ashley. I'm your new assistant minister. Now, this Sunday is Mental Health Sunday. It's a Sunday when we talk about how we're doing. Sometimes we think of mental health as something only grown-ups have, but all of us have mental health. Some of us don't have to think about it. It's like breathing. It's just easy. And for some of us, it's like breathing with a bad cold. You have to work at it. So we're going to read a story about feelings, big feelings. It's called The Boy with Big, Big Feelings by Brittany Winley. Illustrated by Jacob Suva. Ooh, and it's like magic. Look at that. You can see it too. There once was a boy with feathery hair and a heart that was bursting with feeling. His emotions seemed bigger than everyone else's, and sometimes they made him go reeling. When playing outside on the yellowest days, a loud truck might rumble on by, and wouldn't you know it, that big heart of his would push feelings right out of his eyes. At night, when the shadows would form on the walls and fear would steal all of his rest, 
Those feelings of his made it so hard to breathe as they jumped up and down on his chest. Sometimes, when his play had come to an end, or when things didn't go as he'd planned, the feelings would run down the length of his arms and clench when they got to his hands. He felt happy feelings as big as the others, from tickles and hide-and-go-seek and jokes and races and stories and songs that made feelings glow from his cheeks. Beautiful things would stick in his brain and not leave him for hours and hours. The fur of a dog, a fluffy white cloud, his mama, a banjo, some flowers. But when someone he loved had a very hard day, he'd feel he'd been over-equipped to feel all their feelings as deeply as they, which would quiver right out of his lip. He wondered, why me? Why this big giant heart in a world that's so heavy and kind, where all of the feelings under the sun feel as if they were made to be mine? So the boy tried to stuff all his feelings deep down to control what he thought he should hide, afraid that the others would make fun of him if they saw all he felt deep inside. Would they think he was weak? Dramatic, afraid, would they call him a wimp or a baby? If they saw the big, thumping heart in his chest, would they not want to play with him, maybe? But while swinging one day, feeling oh so alone, he noticed a girl feeling blue. He marveled, what's that? Could it be? Yes, indeed. Her emotions were extra big, too. Are you okay? The boy asked the girl. I'm fine. Just sometimes I get sad. He said, you do? Hey, I get sad, too. I get scared and silly and mad. The two became pals who shared their big hearts not feeling they had to pretend when they needed to cry or to laugh big and loud since feelings had helped them make friends. And soon they noticed there were other big hearts in the classroom, the playground, the bus, and they smiled as they learned that it wasn't just them. Big emotions affect all of us. The boy and his friends slowly felt less alone with the feelings that lived deep inside them. Emotions might feel big and scary sometimes, but that is no reason to hide them. My favorite part of that story is when they find each other and they realize they are not alone with those big feelings. They belong to a great whole of humanity that has big feelings.
We all do sometimes, and it is easier to hold them when we remember we are loved, we belong, we are whole together. So this morning for our body prayer, instead of using a word we've used before, ancestors, we're going to use the word wholeness. So I invite you to rise in whatever form is comfortable for your body. If that means standing up, go for it. If that means just taking up a little more space in your seat, go for it. And then make sure there is room for you to do this. Spread your hands and arms out. It's okay to move into the aisles. It's okay. Take up space, feel your big feelings in your body. All right. So, repeat after me. Wholeness above me. Wholeness below me, reach all the way down. Wholeness around me. Wholeness behind me. Wholeness before me. Wholeness within me. And every me in this room and gathered online, there is wholeness. Amen. The perfect song for this story has, um, has been written, and it's not the one that I chose for this moment. It's actually 100, I believe, uh, which, is, uh, which is, I've got peace like a river. So if you can, if you, yeah, just put me into any, whatever key that's, that's in, and we're going to go there. Am I right? Was I right? Yes, 100. Yes, okay. I've got peace like a river in my soul. I've got peace like a river in my soul. Yes? How many people know it already? Anyone new to it? Yes! Fantastic. So we can teach it to you. It goes like this. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river. So we do it uh, something like this, and I invite you to join. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river in my soul. That's it. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river. I've got joy like a fountain. I've got joy like 
today. Today we mark Mental Health Sunday, a yearly occasion in this church where we bring into focus the many people in our congregation, the many people in our lives, the many people in the wider world who live with mental illness and the many needs for mental health care required for survival and hopefully for flourishing. We know that not everyone who lives with a mental illness or challenge to their mental health has acknowledged it or sought treatment. And we mark Mental Health Sunday each year as a way of reminding ourselves and a way to proclaim in public that we absolutely reject any stigma associated with mental illness or the seeking of care for our mental health. That health care, and this includes care for our mental health, is an absolute and fundamental human right. And we commit ourselves to demonstrating care for our own mental health, the mental health of those near and dear to us, and to working for expanded and unfettered access to mental health care for all. This matters, and we commit ourselves to this work. And we do this too, remembering that caring for our mental health is something that matters for us all. As Dr. Glenn Thomas Rideout reminded me earlier this week, there is a reason that we teach and encourage spiritual practices here at church. There is a reason that we encourage rest and reflection, making time for spacious awareness and settling our nervous systems. A centered, stable, and resourced nervous system is something that we all need and something that we all need to tend to even if we count ourselves amongst those who do not live under the identities of anxiety or depression or any of the many other labels used to diagnose and define challenges with mental health. In other words, this is something, and this is something that is known well to those in addiction recovery programs, our spiritual health and our mental health, and for that matter, our physical health, are all deeply interconnected. And our call to wholeness calls us to embrace a fuller picture of these domains that have lived separate for far too long. This matters in particular right now. Not only because we are turning the corner to winter and with it an increase in seasonal depression and the loss and the grief that can be reawakened by the winter holidays, but also because we are still in a season of catching our breath and finding our footing as we slowly make our way from a COVID-19 pandemic to a time when COVID is endemic. It isn't fading, it isn't receding, it is changing and our lives with it. We are still grieving all that was lost these last two years. We are still figuring out how to live in this new world of masks and community spread count which is to say that we are still needing to think and to plan and decide every day things that three years ago many of us did not give a second thought to. It is no wonder then that last month public health authorities issued recommendations 
that every adult under the age of 65 be screened for anxiety, and just days ago recommended that all children eight years of age and up be screened for anxiety as well. This added to earlier recommendations that youth 18 and under be screened for anxiety and depression. These last years have taken a toll on many, if not all of us, in ways seen and unseen. These recent recommendations shine a light on what we know to be true. Mental health matters. Access to mental health care makes all the difference in the world. And to help us appreciate this, Carol Jackson is going to share a reflection with us. Arif asked me to speak about the increasing challenge of living in, with generalized anxiety disorder, which consumed much of my late husband Tom's life. As most of you probably know, Tom died on December 27th. We held a wonderful celebration of his life at, for, here at First Universalist on August 27th. One of the things that I talked about in my eulogy was how his health issues affected his, and yes, our lives. Generalized anxiety disorder was top of the list next to his cancer scares. He overcame both during the almost 54 years that we were married. Tom suffered from generalized anxiety disorder for much of his 83 and a half years on this earth. I saw and I was a part of how it affected him, us, and yes, our family and friends also. His anxiety was gradually getting worse, and I did my best to support him as we went through those difficult days. This was all new to me as I helped him search for answers. It became increasingly real when I recall a time when he tried to help his sister with her finances following the death of their mother in 1996. They had lived their entire lives together, and his mother basically supported his sister. She didn't have a lot of money, and he wanted to make sure that she might have more funds with which to live out her life. Tom was frugal and didn't want to spend the money to have anyone else help him, so he would spend hours and hours researching everything by himself. That only complicated the issues of his mental health. He would become very short with our good friends and family. As his condition got worse and worse, he was finally convinced to give this project to a younger sister as he challenged himself with yet another anxiety issue. Every little thing, every decision that he tackled became anxiety-ridden. Even joyous times with church potluck friends would irritate and create anxiety for him as all they seemed to talk about when we got together was to him depressing issues of aging. He quit attending these potlucks, and I found myself getting very short also with a few of the potluck members when they kept asking why he wasn't attending and didn't understand when I tried to explain. We were probably the youngest members of that particular potluck group. After visiting doctor after doctor and being prescribed one medication after another, costing upwards of $1,500 a month that insurance would not cover, it was finally as a means of desperation following visits with assorted medical personnel 
and support from others that I suggested he contact the National Alliance on Mental Illness, NAMI, for consultation. I was familiar with NAMI because a distant cousin of mine was on their board. Tom eagerly agreed to contact them and found very understanding people who listened and were able to make some suggestions, which is what we needed. They suggested that he self-admit to an in-house program, which he did. The closest to our home in Eden Prairie was at Fairview Southdale, where he was hospitalized for three weeks. Not an exciting place to be, but their support was what he needed, we needed. In charge of their program was Dr. Thomas Weingarten, and much credit needs to be given to him, who after only a few days knew exactly how to treat him with a workable combination of medications. Dr. Weingarten became his personal psychiatrist until Tom's death and literally steered him onto the path of better mental health. Mental health is not a stigma. The most and best I can say is that if you are a loving family member or a friend, be the best supporter and listener you can be. Help research and make suggestions for improving the situation. If you are suffering from someone like, something like generalized anxiety disorder, don't hesitate to search for help. It's there, but most often it needs to be found. I thank NAMI and Dr. Weingarten especially for their compassionate care during Tom's last 20 plus years of life. And I just learned from a reef about Mental Health Connect. What a terrific resource we have here. Everyone's life can be so much easier and happier as one bridges the gap of some very challenging days. Thank you, Carol. When I think about Tom's story, Carol's story, what strikes me, many things strike me, but just how challenging it was to find the care that was needed, that need to keep pursuing, to keep advocating. And I want us all to remember that this is not a path that we need to travel alone, and that if you need support getting connected with the care that you need, Myself, other ministers and staff of the church are here to travel this path with you. Dr. Glenn Thomas is helping to prepare for a ritual, and as he does so, I invite you into a time of prayer, a time of meditation, as we prepare our bodies and our spirits, as we breathe in and out together, this breath that makes us one. And will you pray with me? Spirit of life, spirit of love, essence of mystery that moves within us and among us and beyond us this day. May our prayers be like stones dropped into a still lake, rippling out, ripples creating waves, waves creating change, 
holding us in ever-widening circles. Circles of love, circles of care. This morning, we hold in our hearts all those living with challenges to their mental health. We pray for safety in seeking care, for courage in facing stigma, for compassion, and for understanding. If you live with mental illness and you are here in the sanctuary, I invite you to come forward and light a candle and place it in one of these trays that we might hold your radiance in the embrace of community. If you are online, I invite you to light a candle at home if you have one. And in both cases, I invite you as you light the candle to say out loud or type in the chat your name that we might hold each other's names in this sacred space. And if you or someone you love lives with or is impacted by mental illness, I invite you to come forward and light a candle for them, placing it in one of these trays that we might hold their radiance in the embrace of this community. And again, if you are moved to say their name, that we might hold them. And I will light a candle for all those who are named online in the chat.
sending you light to hold you in love. I am sending you light to heal you, to hold you. I am sending you Let's take a moment to hold together all those who have been named and those who remain unnamed. We see your radiance, and we hold your radiance. And as we hold all these in our care, in this time of prayers for our community, I invite you to speak out loud Type in the chat, or hold in the silence of your heart, all those who you would like to lift up in worship today, those you would like to know our community's love and embrace. We hold Amy Bryant and her family in our hearts this morning. In particular, Amy's niece who had surgery on Friday. The surgery went well, and the family appreciates our prayers and wishes for ease in healing. And as we hold all of this in community, we pray that the grip of addiction be loosened, that the weight of oppression be lightened, that truth be told, that joy break through, and that love make every suffering bearable for us all. May it be so, and amen.
from the candles visible here, the comments that have been shared in the chat online, it is so clear that for many of us, challenges to mental health, ourselves or loved ones living with mental illness, these are realities that we know well and intimately. We also know that the path to lighting that candle is not an easy one for many, particularly for those of us who were raised in environments where mental health wasn't talked about, where euphemisms or just silence walled off loved ones or ourselves behind fear and stigma. What is also true is that as Unitarian Universalists, we believe that wholeness is here if we claim it, that our minds and bodies are not separate, that there is space for healing here in community that we can count on and that we create this together. Which is not to say that the path is easy or that it should be traveled alone. Some of you have heard me speak uh, before of my own struggles with depression. At some point in the past 10 or 15 years, I learned that seasonal depression was a thing, and so I called it that. It seemed more palatable. Winter? In Minnesota? Of course you're down, right? I got my happy light. I spent my 10 or 15 or 30 minutes in front of it every morning. What I have shared less of is that over the last five or so years, that seasonal depression of mine has shifted seasons. It stopped being the winter blues and became the spring blahs and the summer sadness and the fall flop. Wasn't so seasonal anymore. I tried all the things. I went to the gym a lot. Took my vitamins, vitamin D, vitamin B, swimming and running. At some point, I started working with a therapist. And here's the funny thing. Things have changed for me. And they've changed for me more recently because I finally stopped talking around it all and started addressing it head on. My colleague, Reverend Jen Crow, often reminds me that we can suffer less. Maybe not eliminate it, but as my meditation training shows me, one way that I can suffer less is by not fighting the suffering that's here. As poet Tanya Markul writes, as our story this morning showed us, the pain that made you the odd one out is the story that connects you to a healing world. As these candles show us, we are not the odd one out. What these candles show us is that wholeness is here if we can name and claim the truth of our stories, the fullness of our inner lives, especially if those inner lives are marked by struggle and challenge and pain. Let me say this again and say this very clearly. This is not an easy path and we do not travel it alone. 
If you need help or support finding the mental health care that you need, please let me or one of the other ministers know. We will travel that path with you. Above all else, what I want to remind us of is to be gentle and to be kind. To know that so many of us feel so much pressure to be okay, that dropping that okay can be terrifying or even feel impossible. So let us be gentle and be kind. And remember that in the realm of mental health, a cure is not always possible. But healing and wholeness is when we hold what's true, even if it's hard, in the bigger embrace of community. May it be so. And amen. And congregation, this healing and wholeness that is possible, this path that we do not travel alone, is the reason that our offering this morning goes to support the work of Mental Health Connect. Mental Health Connect is one of our community partners. You may be familiar with them. If you're not, they do exactly what it sounds like. Their mission is to connect people with the mental health resources that they need. They run support groups, they run educational programs, but in particular, they have what they call a navigator line. If you visit their website, there is a phone number that you can text or call, and someone will take your information, they will find out exactly what you are looking for in terms of mental health care, and they will not stop until you have been connected with someone who is the right match for you. It is an amazing service. I have used it, I have used it on behalf of many other people, and this is the work that our offering this morning goes to support. The other thing I want you to know about the offering this morning is that Mental Health Connect this month has a, um, a matching challenge grant. And so all money that is raised to support their work in this month will be matched up to $30,000, which means that your gift this morning is doubled. And I encourage you to give as generously as you're able as our ushers come forward to receive this morning's offering. Courage, my soul, and let us journey on. For the night is dark, and I am far from home. Thanks be to God, the morning light appears. Passing over, the storm is passing over, the storm is passing over, hallelujah. Have courage, my soul, and let us journey on, for the night is dark, and I to God. 
Dear ones, let us sing together. Hymn number 128 in the gray hymnal. It'll also be projected up on the walls, on the screen, if you're at home. Joining us online for all that is our life. For each new thing we learn 
Dear ones, as you go forth, may we remember that healing and wholeness is always possible when we hold what's true, even when it is hard, in the bigger embrace of community. May you be blessed and be a blessing. Amen. Let's sing together. Where you go, I will go. Thanks for listening to this podcast from First Universalist Church of Minneapolis. We're a faith community committed to racial justice, and together we give, receive, and grow in the universalist spirit of love and hope. To learn more about who we are and our ministry, please visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org.